Avalanche faithful. My name is Adrian Hernandez and I will be the host of At Elevation, a podcast brought to you by Mile High Hockey and the Vox Media Group. Uh, I simply cannot wait to get this going. It's been a work in progress, one that didn't take very long, and I am pumped. So let's get into it. Uh, First thing we're going to talk about, we're going to let you know uh, just what we're all about here on At Elevation, and I'm going to tell you just a little more about myself and kind of how I came into this opportunity and how I was thrusted into hockey fandom, moreover, avalanche hockey fandom. Second, uh, but surely not least, in fact, the most important and unfortunate news of the week and or 2019-20 season, uh, we'll be talking about Captain and forward Gabriel Landeskog's injury being classified as a lower body injury. Uh, he will be out indefinitely, according to Avalanche head coach Jared Bednar. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And then I will have my first ever at Elevation guest. His name is Tom Hunter. And I think if you follow Mile High Hockey, you know just as much about him as I do. And that is a lot of hockey goes through this man's mind so we're gonna have him on he's gonna talk a little bit of Nazem Kadri. we're gonna talk about the Gabe injury so that's that and then uh, last but not least uh, we'll be getting into the upcoming matchup with the Florida Panthers on Wednesday night all right so here at Elevation uh, we're strictly gonna talk avalanche hockey of course there may be times when we stray slightly from that beaten path but I assure you, I assure you, excuse me, that we will always get right back to Avalanche hockey. Um, whenever we talk about uh, that, you know, pertains to other teams, I will definitely circle back, I promise. Um, and on this program, we're not really going to get into the business of bashing coaches or players or management. We're mostly going to talk about maybe some decisions they made and Possibly I'll throw in my opinion every once in a while as to what I think they should have or if I agree that they did the right thing. But I'm I'm always going to do that with professionalism and respect because I do indeed have a ton of respect for the men and women that are a part of the National Hockey League and the world of hockey in an expertise role. Uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, again, my name is Adrian Hernandez. I come from Pueblo, Colorado, born and raised. Uh, I've been an Avalanche fan since the coveted 95-96 year. Um, I was three years old at the time, and my father sat me down and he said, son, you're going to like this team a lot, and he was correct. So here I am today, I'd say as a result of being sat down on that fateful afternoon. Um, My favorite player growing up, as I'm sure uh, whether you were grown up or not, Um, a lot of you Avalanche fans could agree. My favorite player growing up was Super Joe, Mr. Joe Sackick, the current general manager of the Colorado Avalanche. Um, and I think the the moment that I was, the, my hook, line, and sinker moment for Colorado Avalanche fandom was probably when Super Joe took the cup in 2001 and turned right to Mr. Raymond Bork. Um, I don't think my house had a dry eye inside. So that's just a little bit about me. Um, I came into this opportunity, um, honestly, by luck and just out of pure passion because I'm all over mostly anything avalanche. And uh, I came into 
uh, I basically stumbled upon Mile High Hockey, and they were reaching out for contributors with some different expertise. And mine happened to be in video making. I've made videos for other Facebook pages and other Twitter pages and stuff like that. And I, I kind of had honed in on, on, a, on an ability that Tom and the other folks at Mile High Hockey were looking for. So they brought me on. I've, I've written a few articles. Um, I enjoy writing, but that's not really my forte. What you're hearing right now, that's kind of my thing. Uh, I'm a musician. I make videos, like I mentioned before. I'm all about content. So this is kind of my forte, and I'm very, very excited to tap into this part of myself and bring it into the world of hockey. So hope you guys are cool with that and are on board. Let's get started. First storyline, a regrettable one, <laughs> is the Gabriel Aniscog injury. Like I mentioned earlier, it's a lower body injury, according to the Colorado Avalanche. And um, today after practice, which featured some pretty interesting lines, to say the least, um, Mike Chambers was able to go live on Twitter and get this here soundbite from Jared Bednar that I'm going to play for you folks, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. Jared, when you look at a situation like this, there's been instances where teams have sort of bonded and rallied around being without significant players and actually come together as a group. How do you try to achieve that with, like you said, the, the deeper lineup with your guys who know that there's a lot of points out? Yeah, well, I mean, we went through it at the end of last year, right? We were actually with the two of these guys, Landy and Nico, missing time. And that was an important time of the year, a real difficult time of the year. And I think um, it it's, goes to the character in your room and the guys want. We have a significant amount of players that want more and feel like they're, they're playing real well. And, and uh, they, they, you know, I'm hoping that they, they strive in situations like this to prove that they can take on a bigger role. And they know things will change when players come back into the lineup. But having everyone sort of dig in and try to step up their game and, and make up for the guys that are out of the lineup is, is an important piece to winning, especially if you're trying to sustain it over the course of the season. So I think, you know, from talking from some of our guys, they're positive. And as in mind, the coaching staff will be enough that we can win hockey games here to get these guys out of the lineup. Players are basically saying they can't feel sorry for themselves. They know they have to raise their level of play. I and mean, that's the kind of attitude I guess you would expect. Yeah, absolutely. I basically just touched on. I think it's it's a mindset. I think we have guys that, that want to prove that we can have success without without some of those guys in the lineup. And, you know, obviously we're, it's disappointing that they're out, but it's just something you have to work through. And every team goes through. If you look at uh, Pittsburgh, they lost Malkin. They didn't hang their heads. They got other players stepping up, young players stepping up in meaningful roles, and they're continuing to have success. So every team's going to go through it at some point. Hopefully we don't have to go through it again to take care of this battle. And with tomorrow, I mean, I know Nathan and Eric are going to be your A's. Have you thought about who the third A would be, or is it just you're going to stick with two of them? No, we'll, we'll go to a third A. Uh, it, you know, I, I haven't really thought about it at this point, but we have a couple of really good candidates there. Jared, with uh, Miko, you said that he's more week to week instead of four to six weeks. With Gabe, is he four to six or more week to week? Yeah, I would say he, he's longer than So I'd say the most interesting thing I heard in that uh, little snippet was definitely the last question that Mike Chambers asked Jared Bednar, which was, 
Um, you mentioned that Rantanen was week to week, not a four to six week. Where does Landeskog lie? Is he a four to six week or a week to week? Um, I don't really know how to read into Bednar's answer, other than obviously he said it's not a week to week situation. So we'll probably see Rantanen back before we see Landeskog back. But he didn't really clarify is it a four to six week endeavor? Is this a month to month situation? Um, there really wasn't a lot of substance as as to exactly how long Landeskog will be out. So this is a great time to hear from you folks, the fans. You can tweet us at Mile High Hockey, or you can tweet me individually at San Canelo Gringo. Let us know what you think. I'd say the most important thing to think about or consider now that Rantanen and Landeskog won't be seeing action for the foreseeable future is who's it going to be? Who's going to be the guy that steps up and kind of fills that leadership void? Because Landeskog, obviously a very vocal leader. Who's going to fill that points void? Obviously, it's not going to be one player that makes up for two elite scorers. However, I think we are to look to someone, it's got to be Nazem Kadri. Now, here we go. Great segue. I know a guy who loves the Toronto Maple Leafs. He loves the Colorado Avalanche. And of course, he loves Nazem Kadri. He's a hockey lover, a family man like myself, an analytics junkie, and our resident intellectual, Mile High Hockey's managing editor extraordinaire, Mr. Tom Hunter. Tom, how you doing, brother? I'm good. Just, uh, Watching, watching the uh, capital game, I'll say, here in Toronto. That's great to hear, brother. That's awesome. So let's get right into it. Uh, what do you think of what Bednar had to say in terms of Landeskog not being week to week? But he also didn't really say that he's not going to be four to six. I get the feeling it's going to be more than that. What do you think? I think the Avs are doing their typical refusing to tell anything. Yep. If I had to guess, I think he probably underwent surgery the last couple of days on something that was nagging because they're being really secretive about it and all they're saying is it's a hockey injury and he didn't miss any time. So he's been playing with something. So it kind of, it feels like there's something that they realize this isn't going to get better unless we do something about it. So I I already mentioned you're a big Nazem Kadri guy. Um, Do you think this is for lack of a better term, his shot or his second chance to show the league just how good he is, given he's going to see an influx of ice time for sure. And he more than likely will be seeing that ice time with the likes of Nathan McKinnon. So, Yeah, I think so. Like He's been pretty good so far in that second line role, but he hasn't, they haven't needed him to score a whole bunch. The McKinnon line's been scoring and... Burakovsky's been scoring on his line, but they haven't needed Kadri to be that goal for you. I mean, he's got five goals in 11 games, so he's doing, he, he's off to a pretty good start. But I think putting him up there with uh, McKinnon, it's gonna, they're going to ask him to do pretty much exactly what Landeskog does. They play a very similar game. They, um, like on the ice, Landy will take, take over a lot of the center roles down deep in the zone taking left-handed face-off, stuff like that. And I think that Bednar is thinking, like, put put Kadri up there to play exactly the same role Landis Gog does most of the time. B- 
being that you are both a Maple Leafs fan and an Avalanche fan, I, I'd be intrigued to see how you kind of view that trade between the Colorado Avalanche and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Do you think, I saw you on Twitter the other day, you said that, well, look, now Toronto's looking for a greedy forward. I wonder how they can find someone like Nazem Kadri, which I thought was a very funny tweet. So that kind of leads me to think that you think maybe that Maple Leafs kind of got the short end of the stick, or is Barry worth it? I know you guys needed to bolster the blue line. Tell me how you view uh, how you view that trade. Yeah, I think it's at the time of the trade, everyone was talking about who won the trade, and this to me, it's both like it's one of those typical no no team lost. It's both teams got what they needed. Right. Um, now. Not necessarily. I don't think Leafs fans would agree with me at this point because Barry has been not playing so well. Um, he's having a tough time adapting to the system, and they don't have him on the first power play. So he act, he got an assist tonight. Um, so it broke a I think it was like a seven game pointless streak. Um, but I think once he gets going, once he gets into the system, is used to playing with these guys, he's going to be what they need. And Kadri is definitely what the Avs needed. They needed, like, Soderberg did his thing, but he's not, he was never going to be an offensive threat and number two center. He's good third center, bottom six guy, but that can kill penalties and stuff. But Kadri does that while also being a two-time 30-plus goal scorer. Right. So I think, like, last year, his Kadri's uh, goal to- point total dropped. Um, he only had like 15 or 16, something like that. But that's because he was playing third third line minutes. Right. Tavares there. He wasn't getting that opportunity. We've seen with the Avs, he's playing. He's the unquestioned second line center. He's a top right. six forward. When he does that, he can score. And he's a guy that doesn't need the puck on his stick. Like, I think that's why I think he's going to be perfect with McKinnon. McKinnon's a guy that wants the puck on his stick. He's always got the puck on, on his stick. That's why he's so good. Guys can't get it from him. Kadri plays well with guys like that. I think it's going to be a great... His best season was playing with Mitch Marner, who is like a slower version of <laughs> McKinnon, who right. refuses to shoot. So he's kind of like... He's kind of like a... He's, kinda, he's somewhere between Kerfoot and McKinnon, where he's, he, he doesn't have the speed. He's, he's better than Kerfoot but plays the same way where he doesn't want to ever shoot the puck. Right. <laughs> so that was Kadri's best season when he played with a guy like that. So I think playing alongside McKinnon is going to be, it could, it could be a lot, could be pretty good for him. What part of Kadri's game, if any part, do you think that Maple Leaf fans kind of overlooked? And what does that part of his game bring now to the Colorado Avalanche, would you say? Well, he, he got, he played on the power play in Toronto, but he was the guy that stood there in front of the net, causing a screen. Never got, never took any shots. Rarely, rarely touched the puck on the power play. Right. But we're seeing now the Leafs have Andreas Janssen in that position. He just doesn't do it well. He he doesn't get in front of the puck. He doesn't, I don't know, push guys around the way Kadri does. So like, um, in Toronto or in, sorry, in Colorado, Landeskog plays that to an extent, but he's better off off on the side the way they have them. They have 
Kadji playing the bumper position right, right there, right in front of the net, banging in rebounds. That's his forte. That's what he does well. Um, and I think once once they figure out the whole power play quarterback thing with when Gerard or McCarr, whoever it is, ends up getting comfortable in that spot, I think we'll see see Kadri's impact hit a little harder because they're having trouble getting the puck. Barry was perfect for that. If the, the ironic thing is a power play with Barry and Kadri on it would be lethal. Each team is missing those those spots. They'll they'll get there, but the Avs will get there. Like Makar will get there. It's just he's a rookie. He's eleven games into his rookie season or whatever it is. So like it's just a matter of time, I think. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you a question, and of course, if you're wrong, we'll just burn this tape. No one will ever know about it. But do you have a prediction for me in in terms of what amount of points Nazem Kadri may finish with this season? Well, what's he got? He's got five goals already. I think he, I do legit think he could get to thirty again. Um, of course, with the way with the way the Avs are playing and the injuries, you never know. Like playing next to playing next to McKinnon for whatever six, four, six, eight weeks, that's going to bump up somebody anybody's point total. If Kadri gets like six weeks next to him, I think I think thirty is. 30 is very doable for him. Awesome, brother. Well, thank you again, man, so much for coming on. Uh, you've been instrumental to getting this whole podcast going. And uh, I owe you a few cold ones, to say the least, because this is going to be a heck of a lot of fun. So thanks again, brother. Uh, we'll have you on sooner rather than later, I'm sure. All right, anytime. Um, this won't be It's the first, but it won't be the last. That was Tom Hunter, the managing editor of Mile High Hockey. We're going to take a quick break. You are listening to At Elevation. Welcome back to At Elevation, a podcast brought to you by Mile High Hockey and Vox Media Group. This is your host, Adrian Hernandez. We are going to talk about one final thing in this here first episode of At Elevation, and that's going to be tonight's game at 8 o'clock versus the Florida Panthers. Now, the Florida Panthers are coming off an embarrassing defeat suffered at the hands of the Vancouver Canucks, 7-2. to uh, I imagine that coach Joe Quinville had lots and lots to say and was probably in their ear, in the Panthers' ear ears for the last couple days. So I think you can expect the Panthers to come out flying, playing angry, which is going to be a strong test for... A beaten and battered and bruised Colorado Avalanche who are yet to show just how they're going to respond to losing two of their elite players. I think it's time to see just how deep the Colorado Avalanche are. General Manager Joe Sackick did a ton of great work, or in my opinion, great work in the offseason, this offseason, and ones prior. So I think this is the time where Sackick's work really shines, and we see some of those guys like... Uh, Burakovsky, Donskoy, Kadri, you know, the new guys, Belmar, some new faces that are going to have to step up to the plate and fill a leadership role and a point um, deficit, I I suppose. Well, that just about does it here for the first ever At Elevation podcast brought to you by Mile High Hockey. Again, I'm your host, Adrian Hernandez. I look forward to doing this more and more with you folks, and I hope you enjoyed this first podcast. Go Avs, go.